Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember, I'll see you in your nightmares. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Here's another episode of Horror with Sir Sturdy. Today I have my guest, Lauren. Lauren, how's it going? How you doing? Doing good. I'm great. I'm really great. We were just talking about, I'll just say a mutual friend, <laughs> Derek. <laughs> and um, I don't remember if I've ever seen you at Scaracon. I may have because you see so many freaking people there, but I know next time I'll definitely be looking out for you. Yeah, I, I most of the time when I'm at Scaracon, I'm either on a panel, in a panel room, watching a panel, or walking around introducing myself to people and just having a blast. <laughs> I have very often let people know I'll be back at my table between, let's say, one and two, just to sign autographs and stuff like that. Oh, because that's awesome. I can't just sit at that table. There's too many fantastic people and fans to meet, and I just love taking pictures with everybody. And that's where you make the memories, you know, and that's oh, where yeah. it's worth it for me. So that's actually how I met our mutual friend, Derek Collins, from uh, Three Fat Nerd Podcast. Um, we were having a blast at that Scarecon with Art, uh, Art the Clown and yes. the Terrifier group, and uh, Hellraiser people were there. So it was just mind blowing. Plus, Felicia Rose, and she's epic. So, she's you know, amazing. We, She's incredible, and we always wind up being near each other at Scarecon. So that's another event I love, and I try to do every single year unless I get hired somewhere else. And it's like, I'm sorry, prior engagement. Otherwise, it's for sure every year, every Scarecon, because it's that great an event for me. And you meet so many amazing people that you see other places, and you're like, see, this is worth it. This is what life's supposed to be about. Horror it should be about each other and bonding. And that's what me and Derek did most of the time was have a blast and interact with all the other horror people. See, I, and that's what I love to hear. Like with, again, with Scarecon, like I said, I met Derek there, Three Fat Nerds there, and they're awesome. Again, with as you were saying, since um, not this past one, but the October beforehand, that con and this past one, on a bunch of panels. So I didn't even really get a chance to like interact as much as I wanted to with people, especially at this past one because I believe it was my podcast. The Three Fat Nerds, and maybe one other podcast, I'm not 100% sure, that actually showed up to do the panels and stuff. Yeah. And there was, like, 18 panels or more, so we were each doing, like, eight or nine apiece. Yeah, you guys were juggling hardcore. I mean, I was even on one of the panels at one point, and I was like, this is fun, okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, it's 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 fun, and it's, like, I, I did want to be at my table more, somewhat, just to, like, do some live videos and stuff. At the same time, being on the panels is an experience you'll never, I mean... Obviously, it's if you amazing. go to the con, it's an awesome experience. But they put us on one panel, right? <laughs> they put us on a panel with a to discuss special effects. Oh and yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> we were supposed to be just moderating it, and there's supposed to be somebody in. I'm not sure who was supposed to be in there, so we had to. <laughs> there was people in there that did like special effects, either with movies or with like um, haunted houses and stuff so we called them you know they raised their hands they're like yeah we do this that and the third so it just happened to be four people we called them up and like, you know what you guys you know what you're talking about me and him have no clue about this at all we just know it looks cool i remember that was hilarious because you guys came back and i was like how'd it go and he was like 
wait until you hear. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it was awesome, I found out, from other people that were in the audience because they got, like, that real-life know-how from people who were living it, you know? Exactly. Like, that's a cool moment. And another cool thing about that is, like, after the panel was over, the people that were up there, actually, they were like, you know, thank you for letting us, you know, go up there and talk. I was like, yeah. I was like, because if me and him were sitting up there the whole time, you would have got, <laughs> got nothing. Just, oh, yeah, right. such, such and such a movie had cool effects. But it was... I. I love that though because again, you got to give people another person or four people a cool opportunity to just go up there and talk about their passion, what they know how to do, and what they love to do. And I'm just sitting cool. in the audience, just like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I don't know, <laughs> I didn't even, I couldn't even think of questions to ask because I'm not in that field. Yeah. So yeah. I, don't, I really don't know what to ask, and I just, I was just happy that there's people in there that actually knew what they were talking about. Because if we, yeah, like, saving grace. <laughs> yes, because if it would have been up to us, oh my gosh, nobody would have learned anything. I know, Derek was telling me that. He was like, oh my God, that lucked out so good. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's... But that's the part, awesome part about, like, ScareCon. And then there's other scare, there's other events I love, like uh, Sci-Fi Horror Fest I do in Oneonta. Did it last two years and doing it again this upcoming year. And it's always the one before ScareCon. And I was okay. on a panel with um, one of the people from Children of the Corn. And it was amazing. The Courtney Gaines from mm -hmm. Children of the Corn. To listen to him talk about that movie and his experiences while being on a panel at the same time with him, it was like, oh, this is epic. This is what life needs to be about at all times, man. Especially like you had people asking questions to him and then asking questions to me. I'm like, oh, this is cool. All right. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, and it's great because like you have fans that will follow you around to get to see you at different panels and events. And that's. That's such a beautiful moment in there, you know? I agree. And I I can't wait to feel that even more. Like, I'm seeing it little by little because I just started this podcast in 2017, I think. Very nice. Right? Or no, last year. No, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was last year. Sorry, it was last year. I'm, I get so mixed up because October had just passed. That's the last ScareCon I went to. So it was last year's ScareCon. That year, the beginning, that January is where I put it out. So that's 18. So I'm going on two years with the podcast. But the cool thing about it. Thank you. I appreciate that. The cool thing with this is it's like I'll get people emailing me or just like at cons. They're like, hey, that's Sir Stur I'm just like, I don't, I'm not that big. How do you guys know me? But they're like, I, they heard your <laughs> podcast. And last year's podcast uh, in June, or was it this year? No, it was this year in June. I was up for podcast awards, but I couldn't make the, I couldn't make the actual you know, I tried to go to it, but I couldn't make it that weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I can't think of the guy's name, but he was the one who was taking... He was, like, taking the pictures at the photo ops, and he had oh, the left... Yes, Pressed. yes. He called me out so many times joking around. He's like, yeah, there's our story. There's a guy who can't show up to get an award or something. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, hilarious. it was such a great freaking... Like, I, I love that type of atmosphere where everybody can just have a good time. Nobody cares about gender Drama. race sexual orientation don't, they don't care about anything they just want to go there and have a great time talk horror and just yep. i feel with the horror community i feel like that's like one of the clo best close-knit strong communities because again there's no judgment and we they're, they're the friendliest people in the freaking world i say this all the time i'm like yeah and if you're outside of the yeah. horror community you don't really see it like that because you're like you guys watch these crazy violent ass wild movies I'm like yeah but we're not like that we, yeah, we're just, true. you know, we're 
nice people. We have a great time watching that stuff, but we're not going to actually do that. At least I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a quote, and I can't remember right now who said it. I'll remember once we've done, and I'll be like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. But it's something like, I might be Wes Craven that said it, something like um, horror fans are the ones that you know delve into their darkest fears and are able to handle all of that and express all of it. That's why they're so healthy. Of course, I'm paraphrasing because he said it beautifully and I'm trying to remember. But it really is what I think is the reason why we're all such weirdly happy-go-lucky people in a way that is not the stereotype that other people who don't like horror can't understand. Like, we're not going to... We have we might watch something completely bloody and gory and, oh, look at his head go pop, mm-hmm. but we're not going to do that to you. We're fine. We watched it on that screen. We got to experience it. Yeah. And now we can leave it on that screen where you're still angry and you want to kill people. Exactly. Yeah, enjoy your romance movie. You're really pent up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much this... I couldn't have said it better myself. And it's just... <laughs> It's so cool, like with this podcast, for example, just all the people I've met in general, you included now, but in general, just because it's like, you never, I never thought I would meet so many people and have so many different people from different areas coming on the podcast and just, just to talk about horror. Like, that's it. We're talking about horror and having a good time with it. Like, I started this, again, I started this last year and it was mainly with my, you know, cousins, brothers friends like close friends just kind of come over and record when we could record together and then it branched out to people recording with people on facebook and then meeting people at cons recording with them like at this past con i was on another panel with uh i can't think of the guy's name right now but i was on the shoestring budget panel ron bonk shoestring budget directing on a shoestring budget panel and one person that was in that panel actually reached out to me you know i got him on in for an interview which was cool because he was a um He's a senior. He's film. He's doing filmmaking. He's a senior at his school, out in Rochester, I believe. I know it's somewhere in New York. And it was cool just to like. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, if you want to come on, definitely come on. Promote your stuff. Promote whatever you're doing because they did kind of a short film on YouTube. Oh, nice. But it was just cool that someone actually reached out, and then how um like how happy he was that I was like I when he, you know he reached out responded back and got him on he just thanked me so many times like yeah I'm like look thank you for reaching out like I I can't do this show unless you guys reach out to me so it's so rewarding it's so like humbling that people actually reach out and just I just love it I love that's it that's awesome that really is I have especially s- you giving everybody so many people an outlet to express themselves and to interact with another person of like-mindedness so that's always good yeah like I, an epic thing I try what I try to do now more so is like especially especially if it's like say it's like a independent horror director, actor, actress, filmmaker, or like someone that really wants to get into it. I'm like, okay, well, come on the show, tell me about your stuff, and then I will try to connect you with somebody like I'll give you their emails or their Facebook page or whatever of this actor, actress, director that's doing the same thing you're doing that might be a little bit further ahead or right where you're at, but I'll give you their information that'll be on you to reach out to them and kind of connect. But I'm saying I can at least try to plug that together. So hopefully some more horror, awesome horror comes out between you guys or maybe you guys and somebody else. But I just try to keep building that instead That's of like, very uh, cool. I don't know. Cause I, I, I'm not going to say everybody cause I don't know what everybody does, but I don't feel like every single person tries to like really just branch out like that and help others. They try to just, self-promote and self-help and i'm like that's not really going to help the whole horror community grow if you're just worried about just you 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 i'm not saying don't worry about you but sometimes you got to take a back seat and just like okay well i think you and you would work great together boom yeah 
Very true. I did that with um, a podcast and a horror magazine. Uh, I knew they would work really well together, and I was like, you guys need to talk, and I sent each other information, and now they're doing all sorts of shakes and moves for 2020, so I'm excited for them, you know? That's so freaking awesome. Um, Horoscope Magazine is coming out in 2020, and that's one of the ones, and the other one is uh, Champ's Word, and those two are, you know, just phenomenal, and it was one of those things we all met at a horror convention somewhere at different times and i was like both of you have awesome personalities that could work together mm-hmm. and now they're you know they're helping each other and helping the horror community as well so you all three should definitely talk <laughs> yep see and I, I love stuff like that and at the end of the day you have i have so much fun doing this like i do i do this and then i have my youtube channel where i do i either do like an unboxing thing or like anytime i buy something that's horror related or get gift a gift that's horror related I'll do, you know, yeah. I'll do the, unbi- I'll do the revealing on YouTube, so to speak. And cool. now I started doing like, um, about a couple of weeks ago. Now I have a few videos. That I started doing, uh, independent horror trailer reviews. Cause okay. I'm just like, I love the, I love the indie horror scene and I'm always trying to work with these people. So I'm like, why don't I start reviewing these trailers and seeing what that happens? And I actually woke up to a, a, um, comment. One of my posts this morning, morning from Adam Marcus, he did secret Santa. He directed okay. that, and he directed uh, Jason Goes to Hell, and he's seen oh, wow. the Secret Santa one. He's like, I I enjoyed your video. I'd love to get on the podcast. I was like, that's freaking awesome. That's cool. So I had to reach out. I reached out to him this morning. I was like, oh, man, this is so cool. That's epic. That's really cool. I can't wait. <laughs> Me <laughs> I'm either. excited for you. I appreciate that. And I, like, I do this all out of fun, though, because I know I'm sure there is a small amount of people who would just be like, okay, if you come on this interview, I'm going to need you to do this, this, and this for me. Like, I just want you to come on the damn show. That's all I want. <laughs> come on the show and share the episode, and that's it. If you want, I mean, I'm. if someone's like, hey, I want to send you this, I'm not going to say no to it, but I'm not one of those people that's going to be like acting like I'm requiring that because I'm definitely not. I'm honored just to have anybody on here to talk horror with me or talk their projects with me and all that good stuff. And whatever else comes after that, hey, that's just icing on the cake. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really awesome. So, um, I guess I'll ask you that generic question I said I was going to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Who or or what got you into horror, and what's the first horror movie that you remember scared you as a kid, if any? Oh, okay. So, the first books I read as a kid were Grimm's Fairy Tales and (laughs) Edgar Allan Poe I love Edgar Allan Poe. Um, the first time I had to do like a, in front of the classroom reading, it was the Raven and then there was a parent teacher conference. (laughs) So, um, I was very into that by like kindergarten, first grade, I was already into all that kind of stuff. And I was about four when Beetlejuice came on HBO and it, I turned the TV on to the moment when they're ripping their faces off trying to get attention (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i screamed bloody murder my mom came in i got in trouble she turned off the tv they left the room thinking i was never doing that again i turned it right back on and there they are with her holding his head and going this is never going to work and i'm like oh my freaking god oh my freaking god so that's one of my favorite movies still (laughs) that's awesome and the other one is hellraiser i was about eight when i turned on the tv and it was like tnt or something and it was the moment where his face gets ripped apart as he says, Jesus wept. And I was like, <gasps> screamed again, of course, got in trouble. <laughs> and now those two movies are like, I collect everything Pinhead. So, and I collect almost everything I can find Beetlejuice. So the first two things that ever scared me are still the two things I love to this day. <laughs> I love that. 
I love and that. Doug Bradley, who plays Pinhead, actually has a copy of one of my books, and I see him at conventions, so I get excited. I'm like, oh my god, he has a copy of one of my books, and I get to see him. Ah, so see, that's, that's so cool. That is so freaking cool. Yeah. And, uh, the other one that has a copy that I'm always excited about is uh, Robert England, who plays Freddy Krueger. He okay. has a copy of one of my books, and it's like the two biggest icons, and I'm just like, oh my freaking god, I get to see them every once in a while. I saw you in a movie, and now you have my book. Life that, is good. That's so. <laughs> I, I love. I love stuff like that. Like I love. It's so cool. Even when. That's amazing that they have your books. I think that's fucking awesome. But it's even. It's cool. Like when you go there and you meet them, and they're real personable. And with Felicia Rose is a perfect example. Like you can go up to her, get her autograph, talk to her, leave her table, come back later on. She'll, hey, Aaron, come over here. I want to yep. talk to you for a minute. I'm like, you remembered my damn name. Wow, I'm yeah, terrible. I'm terrible with names. Like with anybody, if you're famous or not. There's, with the horror, I'm getting better with remembering faces and names. But like as a whole, I'm horror. I'm horrible with names. I'm like, I haven't met half as many people in the world as you do, but you remembered my name at this kind. That's awesome. That's so yeah. freaking awesome and rewarding. And again, with Scarecon, I feel JV really does get some really good people there. Like that always oh, want to yeah. come back that the fans just love. And, and even when there's like the repeat guests, but those, those guests are so freaking friendly. They're oh so yeah. I nice. mean, Jason Lively and Felicia Rose, those oh, two are goodness. basic standards there and they're epic every single time. They're like, yes. golden. plus less. I've seen the uh, phantasm group. They're a blast. You got the terrifier group that showed up. They're that was a blast. Awesome. I mean, his, his events are always incredible. That's why I try to tell everybody all the time. This is why I do this event, whether I'm a guest at it or not. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. This is too epic to not go to. Now, the um the other con you were talking about a few minutes ago, the Sci-Fi Con, out in Oneonta. Sci-Fi Horror Fest, yeah. Ho Horror Fest, yeah. I, uh, was it Rich? Rich actually invited me to that con for next year. Oh, I love that one. Which yeah, they're going to be at that, too. Yeah, he was telling me about it. He's like, would you be interested in going? And I was like, All right. I, before I even responded, I was like, let me talk to my wife first before I just agree to start doing stuff well that's very very smart that's a very smart but <laughs> i told her and she was like yeah i want to go she's like i want she's like i've been wanting to go to more cons and have you go to more cons for the podcast anyway so yeah let's go I was like, oh, okay we're going oh, awesome cool then we'll see you there Yo, i can't wait <laughs> yeah i'm definitely it's one of the ones i always do when they ask me and i'm like absolutely i love tiff and dennis they run it they're awesome amazing people um, that's the other one I always tell everybody about. I'm like, vendor friends, do this one. Celebrity friends, make it happen. It's yes. epic. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it doesn't that, matter that's what so category cool. you're in. You're going to want to do these two. I've, um, I, I didn't even hear about the con until he told me about it. I'm just like, hell yeah, I want to go. And it's only, I'm in Albany, New York, so I'm about, what, two hours away? Oh, yeah, that's not bad for you. Not at all. So that yeah, works. I'm on Long Island, so it's like eight and a half hours, and I oh. make the track up every year for them because that's how much I love them in the event. See, that's that's all. I I just love it, and it. I love how the. I love getting. Um, I guess you can say that I'm getting a little recognized to where I'm getting invited to these. Con like I got invited to the one in Oneana, and then I got invited to one. It was supposed to be in December, now it's in February, called Wicked Weekend. Oh yes, yes, that one's supposed to be epic. I have to look into that one still. I have to. I get hired for so many events. I have to make sure I don't overlap. Over, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go. So like, we can hook you up with my. The guy who's emceeing, his name is Joe. Joe yeah. Magnero. Yeah, anyway, he's amazing. He's, he's such freaking a good awesome. Guy. He's so freaking awesome. He, yeah. 
on the the funny thing is actually on the way to scare this past Scarecon, on the way to Scarecon, he sent me a message like, "Hey Aaron," he was like, "Um, if you can, you should come to this, you know, to this con. I can get you. I can hook you up with a table." But he's like, "I definitely recommend you get the VIP access." <laughs> Talk to the wife, and of course, again, she's like, "Yeah, let's go." I was like, "Okay, cool, perfect." That's awesome. So. I can't freaking wait. And the good thing about this con, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love being on panels. Is I'm not on any panels, so I can be at my table more and kind of just between that I'm more of a blast. and bounce around more. Like, I know I want to be at my table at some portions, but I also want to bounce around, be able to talk to people and all that good stuff so I can find time yep. to do that and just mingle, rub some elbows. And then the VIP party, of course, which is always a blast. It, this was my first time going to one at this past Garacon. I was like, what? I need to stop missing these. <laughs> From now on, I need to be yeah. at these. These things are so freaking fun. But yeah, they are. It's and, really a lot of fun. And I mean, yeah, it's cool with the whole open bar thing, but it's just so cool to see these, to see the celebrities there just kind of go there, have a good time, let their hair down, kind of just relax in that kind of an atmosphere. I'm like, this, this, yes, this has to happen. Like, every single time I can get to it and do it, I'm going to. Yep. That's what I try to do. <laughs> um... I have uh, two events coming up, um, Rochester Winter Power Fest. That looks like it's going to be an epic blast. It's all sorts of paranormal and horror-related people. Um, and all the money is going to help the veterans of upstate New York. Oh, that's awesome. So that's really epic. You might want to look into that. Just saying. I'll be there. It's a party. Derek's going to be there. It's going to be a party. Um, <laughs> and then the <laughs> other one I have after that is... Oh my god, I forgot the name. I'll have to I have to text you and let you know about it because it's going to be a good one too. And I'm blanking for a second. That's um, but there's a lot of them coming up. But that one that is the the most recent one you definitely should look into just because it's also between the, the different kind of people that are going to be there and mm -hmm. you know what the money's going to. It just it's kind of awesome. Plus it's on leap year, so it's the February 29th, March 1st. That energy by itself is going to be interesting with that many paranormal kind of people. That you know what I believe that same weekend is the same weekend as um, Wicked Weekend Con oh, in Connecticut. Okay. No wonder. No wonder I can't do that one. I had to double check it because <laughs> I go. retired for the other one. So that's how that happens. Oh well, how, there'll be others. How long have you been doing cons? Uh, oh my goodness! Um, since 2016. Okay. A few years now. Um, I only had one book out at the time. Now I have seven and one feature film about to be released in uh, 2020. Ooh. So it's it, it's been a uh, very interesting roller coaster ride of con life and movie life and book life. <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds like it. I'd like to hear more about the movie. Whatever you can speak of for the movie, I'd love to hear more about that. Sure. Um, it's called Yield, the horror movie. And it's actually kind of loosely based on something that happened to me in Florida. I was on vacation and I looked up this national forest that I thought, okay, I'll go nature walking, hiking, because on Long Island, that's a safe thing to do. Usually there's path trails, you know, there's mm. markers. You're not going to get, you know, killed by anything. It's safe. So my silly butt decides to try to do that by Googling it. And I go to Ocala National Forest and they happen to be a private land within the forest of people that live there oh. and cops are not allowed in and if you get stuck in there and you don't make it out nobody comes and gets you i found out the hard way 
got I drove in all of a sudden I saw a man that looked like he was walked out of the American Gothic painting literally even with the straw hat and the pitchfork and the overalls with the white beard <laughs> I can't make it up because it would be too cool and I couldn't he's now chasing me down in my car and it turns out it's a one way so now I have to turn around on the small dirt road and drive like a bat out of hell in my little Nissan and get out of there I get out of there and there's a cop going oh my god she made it out she made it out well, there's a picture I took right before I went in of a road sign that had bloody deer legs hanging over it. Oh, the damn. cop asks me, you didn't see the bloody deer legs as the yield to go not in there? And I was like, I took a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I wrote a movie and then That's just awesome. kept adding to it until it became a bizarre mixture of a cannibal clan named Carnago and the tourists that tried to survive the traps and the people that are within to hunt these people for their food every day. Um, not only did I write it, I directed it, I produced it, and then I even acted in it as Betsy Carnego. Oh, that's um, awesome. I so I, I tenderized the meat, I cut it up, and I kind of help out the family because Ma Carnego has already been deceased for a bit, so I've had to take over. But she's still there in her chair. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, you got Pa Carnego, who's, you know, keeping an eye on all the secret cameras, watching all the people. The greatest part is the cast and crew. The movie sounds great, but without all of these people, this movie wouldn't be what it is. I have Lion Beckwith, who's about to be in Wonder Woman 1984 that's coming out. Holy crap, this man is like a god of an actor. I can't believe between the dedication, the incredible performance to the point where my cameraman even stopped recording because he thought the man was actually hurt. Wow. To the wow. point where I was like, oh, no, that was so good. But we still got the scene anyway. We have uh, Chelsea uh, Lesage. She did an incredible performance. Um, we have Sydney Sweeney, who is amazing. She's a sweet little innocent, precocious girl that really just kind of gets really feisty. We have Bryden DiGerano that, you know, you wind up being really annoyed with and you kind of are like, yay, but at the same time, <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. And throughout all of it, you still have all the carnival plan that part of you might actually start cheering for them. So by the time the movie's over, you're going to be like possibly really torn of who you wished would have won. Oh. Plus, I have Yield 2 already planned out in pre-production, which is going to be the revenge film about people going in to ruin the clan that ate people. Oh, my goodness. I got to see this. Right? Then I also have in pre-production um, The Devil's Lettuce, which is about, and this is another one loosely based off an actual crime that happened in Texas a few years ago. Three guys decide to smoke weed out of a skull they find and then start murdering women. Mm. So I'm taking that, playing on that, and it's going to be a fun little roller coaster ride. Are they possessed? Are they insane? Is it the weed? Is it them? Oh, man. You'll find out once the movie's over and your mind's going to be blown because it's already set up. Oh, man. I can't. Plus, I want to see that all that. Coming out. I want to see all that. <laughs> I will say this, though, before I even forget. When you have a trailer out for those, can you please send me those trailers so I can do some reviews? Because those all Absolutely. sound freaking epically entertaining. And I just, I just have to see that. Thank you. I'm, and you know what it is? It's another one of those where, you know, it's on a shoestring budget. We made it happen in guerrilla warfare kind of situations. <laughs> I mean, this, I mean, Lion Beckwith needs an award just for the amount of stuff he dealt with and handled. I had to have him go get dragged down a mountain hill 
on a little dolly thing covered in leaves and twigs. So it looked like he was, you know, flying down a thing. He handled it like a champ, man. Like, That's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it's epic. So, and at the same time, you have to remember, we're on a very independent first film budget. So I made sure, like, you might not see every gory moment, but you know how many people can't really handle the gore these days. Mm-hmm. So my first intro is going to be this, you know, and it's going to be maybe not the level of gore you would expect, because if you read my books, I mean, the very devil herself is about an immortal cannibal who works for the King of England from the 16th through 19th century, hunting down historical serial killers. I went and dug into history, found serial killers and thought, what would happen if an immortal cannibal woman had to go take them out of, you know, the situation and eat them? So, you know, I I mean, you you find out what things like face roll-ups are, you know, so... Mm -hmm. So when people see this movie, they might be like, oh, it's not the level of gore I would expect from her. But I purposely did that because if you were a cannibal, would you want to destroy all your meat in a gory way? No, you'd ruin it. I mean, hunters don't really smash up and destroy their meat. Good point. Because otherwise you get all the nonsense of, you know, toxifying the meat, right? Good point. Great point, actually. Yeah. Thank I- you. So people were like, I can't believe that he's not getting all this and that and this and that. And I'm like... But then, you know, the, your spleen and your intestines would get all over your meat. Would, you can't sanitize that, right? <laughs> Shit. I, <what? laughs> all right. This this movie needs to come out. <laughs> this <laughs> trailer you. this trailer, and this movie needs to come out because I definitely want to see those. That's, Thank you. That's I'm so cool. Excited. And I'm also editing it. So I'm working on the soundtrack. I have a few people that, you know, are lending a hand some of their music. And now I'm editing the whole thing. So I really, I wrote it, I directed it, I produced it. I made sure I got all the props for it. I got all the clothing. I'm editing it. I'm doing the soundtrack. And I'm distributing it myself to DVD, Blu-ray, and streaming channels this 2020. Oh, I can't wait. And my company is Happy Horrors Productions. So it's always going to be a Happy Horrors good time. (laughs) Happy Horrors Production. Now, are you going to have Indiegogo for this, for these movies? I've actually already had a few Indiegogos to um, bring attention and awareness to the movie while we're at pre-production stage. For the next ones, we'll see. Right now, I'm not doing anything on that yet because I want to make sure I get everything solidified and then be like, all this goodness is yours. Yes. <laughs> awesome. That, I, I do not blame you for that. It makes plenty of sense. That's just so That's so freaking cool. I'm just picturing the stuff in my head like, damn, this I want to watch this like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. See, that's the kind of thing that helps me keep going. Cause let me tell you, trying to edit a movie this big. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> I believe you. I, I, I couldn't even imagine. Cause j- just me, I'll get, I'll complain to myself about the little, like I'll do like my, like I said, I'll do my YouTube videos and I have my green screen and my videos. Like I try to make them about 15 minutes between intro and outro and all that stuff. About 15, 20 minutes max, but it's usually about 15 minutes. And the way I do the um, the trailer reviews is I'll watch it and then I have to like line up me watching the video so the trailer will be like in the background on my green screen playing. I'll make yep, myself yep. smaller, but lining up the video with the audio <laughs> for yes, that, that it's a it's its own hell. It Somebody is. needs to give us a program that makes it a hell of a lot better soon. And it's like when I did yeah. it the first time I did it. It took me about, no lie, it took me about three or four hours to get everything lined up right. Yep. And I learned, like, I did learn from that. Like, what I do now is I'll put, like, um, like, I have, like, you know, a few intro things. Like, my brother made me a beat, and then I'll have, like, a couple pictures or whatever that I'll show. As far as, the you know, promoting the podcast and then a couple other things. 
So I'll make sure all that's in there first, then plug in the video. Because if you plug it, I learned the hard way. You put the video in first, then try to line it all up around it, and everything moves around. Yup. <laughs> yup. So I'm like, okay. Well, Derek dealt with meltdowns for about a week and a half when I first started, because like we started dating in October, and right after that, I was hardcore editing because those cons were done, and I knew I had a break, so I was starting mm -hmm. the hardcore, you know. And all of a sudden, he's like, "How you doing?" I'm like, Wah! like Lucille Ball wailing. <laughs> It didn't line up again because stuff moved, and now I'm good. I got it. I figured it out, yeah. all that stuff. But it was like, we all need a drink after that. Oh, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you 1 million percent with that. But, like, now, now, I mean, I've gotten better from that, just from that first experience of three, four hours. But now I'm enjoying the, re I love the recording process of it, but now I'm enjoying the editing process of it, too, because it's like, yep. Once it's all said and done, you throw your little things in there, whatever you do. I mean, as far as something small, what I'm doing, I'm not doing, I'm just doing YouTube. But <laughs> it's cool when it goes out there and then people actually watch it. I don't care if I get 10 views. If people actually watch it, I'm like, that. Hey, that's, I know I didn't watch it 10 times. So I know, <laughs> I know people are actually checking it out. <laughs> that's awesome. But and yeah, you know, it's it so is, rewarding. The process gets fun. Because then it's like, especially with some of the programs, it's like, okay, so you can do so many different things to it that it's like, all right, this is this is now the creative process once again. It's like, I'm so glad I didn't give this to somebody else to edit because the movie would be so freaking different yes. if it's somebody else's point of view. And you know what? If some people don't like my movie when it's said and done, please, it's my first film. You just hold on and wait for the roller coaster ride. It's coming. Like, it's not, it's not going to be a big deal to me because I did all of that mm -hmm. on my first try and I still edited the best I could to the way my brain saw it for the limited budget we got. See, you know what? That's epic. And you know what I, you know what I love about what you just said though? Like for me, as far as like, cause you know, again, I have the horror podcast. I do interviews and then we do like horror movie reviews. We re like the way I review a movie is like, say for example, say Jaws, I get rated a 10. It's damn near perfect movie, right? Right. There's movies that I like better than that that aren't as good or that I won't rate a 10. Like, Friday the 13th is, like, my favorite slasher film of all time. I can watch Friday the 13th all day and night before I can watch Jaws, and I do love Jaws, don't get me wrong. I think Jaws is a better movie overall, but <laughs> I, you turn on that Friday the 13th, I'm going to watch it. And I, and I rate movies different. Like, some people will give, like, say, they'll rate a movie, like, a 10 that's like a perfect shot movie like everything's perfect you know what i mean i'm like yeah i rate it on how much i rate it kind of on that but also like how much i like that movie for that movie it's that's it's kind of weird like that. i don't compare it to other what well, pretty much i don't I, I rate that movie like it's the only movie that exists so to speak so but I, I think that's the right way of doing that let it be its own entity exactly because i i can't really because again like jo friday the 13th I, I think the highest rating i gave one of those movies like a seven or an eight but yeah. again, I love those movies way more than I love Jaws. But I think Jaws again is just it's perfectly just done, damn near, yeah. yeah. And it's it's I, it seems like a weird system or something. I'm sure some people are like that. Aaron, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, listen, to me, it makes plenty it of sense. Yeah, I think it does though. And then, but like, I think it's also like okay, so Jaws could be a perfect ten, but it doesn't mean that you're gonna enjoy watching it so many times. I saw it, I got to feel it, I know exactly what that is. I'm good. I can put that on a shelf. It's like a classic novel. When you read it, you're like, that's a perfect 10. I'm going to keep it on my shelf. doesn't mean I'm going to keep rereading that one. I might love exactly. something else even more with a bunch of flaws and a bunch of like, oh, that should have had a comma. But <laughs> it's still something I would enjoy reading more, you know? And I get that. I think that's a cool way of doing it. That's awesome. That's awesome. See, and what I was, gonna, what I was getting at, 
I know I went off on a little tangent, but it was like with independent movies, I rate them way different. Like I'll rate them pretty much on like just I understand the budget's smaller and all that stuff, so I'll kind of rate it on that, and I'll rate it on like what I expected to see in a sense and like what I wished was in it. I'll never bash them. Like I'll never be like this movie sucks. They should quit their job. <laughs> but I'll say, but I will give them like my honest opinion. Like if I say I do a one to ten, one out of ten. Why I like I'm, I like even numbers. I'm weird. No, <laughs> so I don't good. do one out of five, right? But I do one out of ten, and like say I give say if I give a an independent horror movie like a four or a five, it's not necessarily a bad rating in my opinion because again I'll be like, look, this movie could have been of this if they could have told more of this story, but I understand why they didn't or why they couldn't. Like I do get that part of it. Yeah. Versus like a, a Hollywood big budget or whatever. I have no problem shitting on those movies at all. <laughs> at all. That's awesome. <laughs> like, um, I know it wasn't like a Hollywood big, big budget, but the worst rating we gave on here was a negative 13. It was my brother. He, and I just went along with it because it was, uh, oh my God. It was a, what the hell? Tales from the Hood Part 2. <laughs> Did, cool. <laughs> it was just, and I think what bothered us, well, he said he gave it a negative 13 because from the time we were recorded 13 years ago, the original one came out. <laughs> so it was a negative one for each year. That's hilarious. But That's um, <laughs> the reason why it was we gave it such a bad... I mean, the movie, neither one of us liked it at all. And then it was one of those things where like you weren't expecting a new one to come out. But once you heard it was coming out, you're like, okay, awesome. And it was like yeah. the same producers and directors. You're like, okay, awesome. They're going to they're gonna make this go in a great direction. And it just... It was disappointing. <laughs> yeah. It was That's disappointing. Fun. But I mean, like I said, like for the most part, I do try... What I do try to do now is... No matter what review I give a movie, whether it be say a ten or a one or a negative thirteen, I try to <laughs> I try to find something I liked about the movie, even if it's something like again, back to uh Tales from the Hood Two, it was what did we say we like like the dude's jacket, like the jacket was awesome in the movie. Something like like we'll pick out something small. Just so I'm not it's it may be funny, yeah, but just so I'm not like completely bashing the movies. Like, okay, I'll yeah. find something positive I liked about it. The dude's jacket was cool, that kill was cool, but the rest of yep. it was just you had the jacket and the kill, everything else take out the movie. <laughs> Type of thing. That's hilarious. And the reason why I started doing that, though, is because my brother, one of my brothers, I had him on here a long, a while, like one of my first few episodes, but we were talking, it was either before or after the episode, and he was saying what you should do as far as, he's like, I'm not going to tell you how to review your movies and all that. He's like, I understand it's positives and negatives, but he does, like, sculpting and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and just oh, cool. draws and all kinds of, he used to work for Disney for a little bit. Oh, nice! Wow. But um, he was just saying like it's because it's someone. He's like it's someone's creation, someone's art. Try to at least find one positive, even if it's something small. Try to find one positive thing about it. I was like, I'm, I was like, I'll work on that. I'll try that, and so I've been trying to do that ever since. Yeah, I think that's a good way that we at least leave it on a positive note, kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm I do we see like with again. <laughs> Last time I wouldn't bring this movie up <laughs> with the, with the negative thirteen. We made the episode funny though, so it wasn't like, oh, this movie sucked fuck you stop you know stop doing that we made it funny and jokey and we have we actually still have an open challenge of someone who actually really loved the movie not liked it or thought it was okay but someone who really loved the movie one or two people come on here let's have an open friendly debate and <laughs> talk about why you loved it and we'll let you guys know why we hated it and <laughs> so far this is nobody <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't imagine anybody actually wants to step up <laughs> but uh that yeah awesome though Oh, it'd be so fun. I and I love like that's another thing I love about the podcast thing and doing this is like I've had disagreements with my brother on here, like he'll come on and we'll just talk about certain movies or whatever and it's a friendly back and forth, joking around, cracking jokes, but it's never anything like disrespectful. Like 
you're stupid for watching this. How can you waste your time? And if we did, if we did say something like, "How can you waste your time watching this?" We'll make it a joke. Like I'd rather be, I don't know, brushing my teeth with a, a curling iron than watching that movie again. Something like that. Not like, you know what I mean? Not like not bashing, not necessarily bashing the person for watching that yeah. movie, but just kind of making a joke out of it. And just kind of going, I don't know. It's just fun. I try to have fun with this at the end of the day. That's like the main thing with this podcast is just having a great time talking about horror and helping others, helping promote other people at the same time that come on here, like yourself, who does awesome stuff, who has this amazing fucking movie. I can't wait to come out. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm, go- I'm, I'm already going to say it now. I'm going to need a signed copy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to need a signed copy. Like, that's one thing I try. If I can get, if I can make it happen, especially if I'm at a con and I buy a movie. I remember, but I don't remember what movie it was, but like the independent horror movies. When I go buy those from the people that actually created the movie. I'm like, can you sign? And they're like, Are you, really? You want me? To? I'm like, you did this movie, right? Yeah, I want you to sign it. <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing. And I actually um, at the con, the last uh, scare con, and from now on, I have a picture of me as Betsy Carnego from Yield that I even sign my name on. There's people that I bought that already, and it's says yield the horror movie and it has me in the outfit holding one of the weapons from in the movie so i guess i'm gonna need to get that signed too get that and get that signed too (laughs) probably it'll be a collector's item at some point i'm sure oh definitely (laughs) and that's another thing too which i think is cool like it's not why i do it but i think it'd be cool at the same time it's like you get these you get cool with these independent people these independent artists whether it's movies makeup whatever they do Get their autographs and all that, and then say maybe five, ten, even twenty, thirty years down the road, it'd be cool to see them blow, just blow up like a big name. And you're like, look, I, I got their first fucking movie they did right here. Yep. And I got it signed, and I got a picture with them, and I had them on the podcast quite a few times. Matter of fact, I'm gonna get them on tomorrow. You can do it, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like I, uh, I always say this to people too, whether it's with whatever you're doing. Say for me, podcasting for you would be movies or something. If you're trying to get somebody like a, a quote unquote big name or just somebody who has a bigger name than you or a bigger platform than you to come on your platform and they say no, I'm like, don't be offended or scared of the word no. Don't be scared if somebody's going to say no. And don't be fed. Don't be offended if they say no because maybe they're too busy. As far as if they're, a, say, if they are a bigger quote unquote bigger platform than you are, maybe they just don't want to do that until you're up to where they're at or a little bit closer to where they're at. If that's the case, and I'm, I'm 100% fine with that, but I also look at it like, Say the people who have, I have had a couple of no's, which I'm perfectly fine with that. Again, I would never out them. I'm not mad about it. I don't have any feelings towards it. Say like I got bigger and then all of a sudden they want to come on. I'll let them come on, but they'll be at the end of the line. It'll be people like you and every other guest I've had on here that just said yes right away. That would be like my first, like, hey, Aaron, I would like to come on, you know, next weekend for such. Okay, you, you know what? Let's go. Because you guys came on, you know what I mean? Because people came on first. So I'm loyal like that. Like, I don't care how big your name is. Now, if you're sending me a check, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? You would, I'm sure you would understand. <laughs> oh, frick yeah. <laughs> like, look. like I always say, the, the events I get hired for are the ones I got to do first. Exactly. Like, because I like you. Exactly. <laughs> I get it. But I just, I, oh man, this is just, it's it's so, I love doing this. It's so freaking fun. And then, like I said, meeting people like you, you're friendly. This is our first conversation. You're friendly as hell, laughing already at everything. <laughs> it's just, I can't wait to meet you in person now at these next, at these next cons. I am. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to be like, yes, hey. And we're going to have to be on the podcast again. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. 
after the movie comes out, or at least when, when we're at the same event again, because we'll both be at Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Yes, and I am bringing the podcast, and I have a, I will have a table there, so definitely there, and promote the hell out of that movie, and when the trailer comes out, promote the hell out of that trailer, and when the movie comes mm-hmm. out, same thing. Like, that's one thing I try to do my best of, is if I get my eye on something, and then, like, again, if the people are friendly, like how you are, and nice, and a genuine person, I have no problem promoting it. I love it. I'd like doing it anyway, so I'm like, why not? That's awesome. See, good people are part of the horror community. Oh, yeah. Great people. Great people. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> and it, again, it is it is funny on the outside. If you're on the outside looking in, like, you guys watch this crazy shit, and you guys are this cool. Like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also the kind of thing where I think they don't really, they're so afraid of everything because they're not even handling their fears that, if a problem happened, we'd handle it better than they would. It's like you really shouldn't mock us. You're going to need us. Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you hear a noise coming from downstairs, don't go down there and investigate. I know I'm not going. <laughs> Technically, I'd be like, you guys stay up there. I'm going to go take this knife. I'll handle it. I'll be right back. You're See, my alibi. Don't. I'm not, I'm, I'm not that brave. <laughs> That's always me. I'm like, listen, hon, you can stay right here. I got to make sure that person's okay. We're cool. Don't call 911. We got this. See, and, and me, I, I'll, I always joke around and I'll say, like, you know, like you hear something behind you. Yeah. My black instincts will kick in. I'm just running in that opposite direction. Like, I'm out. I was watching Family Reunion, the um, the show with the girl from Sister Sister. Mm-hmm. And all the time on that show, they're like, if you see a black person run, what are you supposed to do? Run with them. Yes. You know something's chasing them. And it's I'm like, true. Laughing. So, it's true. You know? And every time I've seen it happen, I start running too because I know it's, I'm not prepared. It's smart. <laughs> you you don't want to be that one person that's like, oh, what's, why is everybody running? And you go in that direction and then fucking Jason with a machete. Kill, right, especially as a white girl. Like, I don't want to be the only white girl standing there going, huh? And then get killed. Yep, like, see? I knew better. I was horror. I understood. I should have just kept running. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I not as far as a murder situation it was like it was at school it was in high school and I seen a bunch of black people running so I just ran with them I was like I don't know what the we're running for but I'm running I didn't do I nothing said if I've ever if you ever see me running you know there's a serious problem just keep up with me because I can't keep I can't run for long so me either. you better believe it's bad news if I'm running I cannot run for long at all maybe if I run scared I can run a little bit longer but I cannot I'll be all out of breath I can run like a T-Rex I can run like a T-Rex really fast <laughs> for about five seconds. And then I have an asthmatic attack and go, I'll fisticuffs, fisticuffs. I'll hit you with my shoe. I'll, I'll scream. Yay. No. <laughs> I'll, tr- I'll try to do all that. Like if I'm all out of breath, I might swing like one or two punches. Like, you know what? You got me. Just, just end it quick. Just end it right now. Cause... See, in all honesty for me, I got, I took a lot of self-defense. I've taken a lot of martial arts. I've okay. learned to protect myself. I know takedown methods. I know how to take guns away, all that stuff. So... <laughs> For me, it's a lot more. I I can't run that far because my asthma will go. So hiya. All right. (laughs) So I guess if that's the case, if we're running together and you stop to fight, don't get mad if I keep. I'm like, look, she can handle herself. She knows. No, no, no. I would be like, keep running. I tell people all the time, do not try to stick with me. Just keep fucking going or listen to where I tell you to go run to. Aaron, Aaron, you're just gonna leave the, You're gonna leave a woman there. She, look it. I'm helpless. She's not. <laughs> yeah, she knows how to do this, 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 and this. I'm just gonna get in the way. <laughs> yeah, it's true too. I usually my initial reaction at all times is get behind me and run that direction while I run the opposite direction toward whatever the problem is. At least you got time to get away, and I'll make sure that person regrets the day. See okay. That? <laughs> that's that's good. That's good to know. 
<laughs> where, 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 Derek, the first time I was explaining it to him, he was just blinking. He's like, I'm not just going to leave you here. And I'm like, but what's And he's like, did you just say what's I'm like, yeah, I think I did. But like, <laughs> so, you know, I'm drinking Jack and, you know, yep. Dr. Pepper. So I'm like, what's <laughs> Meanwhile, he's the one who had to come get me because I wound up. We had this crazy uh, breast cancer walkathon that happened that shut down all these streets. And I got rerouted to um, where the morgue was. That's mm-hmm. a bad neighborhood. Now all of a sudden I got tons of stuff and I'm in a really pretty dress because I'm supposed to have a panel. Poor Derek had to walk through a bad neighborhood to come get me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and meanwhile I'm going, I'll watch all of them. He's like, it's not going to work here. <laughs> like, yeah, just come on. That, um, you guys got stuck out in that too? You got stuck, oh, we got stuck out in that same thing because we went to, um, my wife and my brother wanted to get some coffee. And there was no place in walking distance. Like we went to we went to Subway for breakfast. Their coffee thing was taking forever, so they decided let's go drive out to Dunkin' Donuts. Oh yeah. Go out there and then on the way back, of course, all these streets are blocked off. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it was so bad. Ugh, I got a panic attack and a half. Every cop was like, none of my fucking business. Just keep driving to the point where I got rerouted to Rochester Crime Lab and Morgue. Oh, damn. That's literally, I even took a picture of it and posted it on my official Facebook page. I was like, this is where I parked today. I feel like, because I wrote The Bedtime Killer, which is about a serial killer and a peeping Tom. So oh. I'm like, I feel like this is appropriate considering my last book, but... Fuck, this is scary right now. (laughs) That's awesome. I had a guy thinking for some reason, he said he thought I was an Uber and tried to get into my vehicle while Derek and the rest of the three Fat Nerd podcast was waiting for me at their hotel because they were going to walk me safely from there. Mm -hmm. Hell no. So all of a sudden I'm like, Mayday, help, Mayday. (laughs) (laughs) Tough horror chick is freaking out right now. Oh, man. (laughs) I just thought I was an Uber. He's like, he didn't think you were an Uber. Just lock the doors. I'll be there. So he walked the 11 minutes to come get me and, like, literally saved the day as another two dudes are trying to bother me while I'm just standing there with my pocketbook. Like, eh. Yeah, it It was was... bad. And the cops didn't even want to help us. And it was like trying to walk through that thing Mm -hmm. was like we were walking through a strike circle or something. I was like, good Lord, I just need to cross the street. You know what was crazy? Like, when we were trying to find, we were trying to find our way back, we ended up having to park further away and then just walking back. Yeah. And then going back to the truck later was like, I understand the whole walker thing and everything, but the um the hotel didn't tell anybody anything. <laughs> like my no. wife, when we went, because we went back, we what we wanted to do was we went to go get the coffee and then come back and we were going to like check out, load the truck up and yep. just, you know, enjoy the rest of the con. But of course it didn't happen like that. Yep, that's so, exactly what happened to us. So we, you know, we come back, we tell, when we get back, my wife talks to the people because me and my brother were going to set up at our table. I don't know if we had a panel or we were going to set up at the table just to hang out and record one or the other so my wife's like you know she went to go check out and all this stuff and she was like you know there's a breast cancer walk out there and you know everybody had to reroute so because we were a few minutes late for check oh yeah we know about it like you guys couldn't have any fucking signs up or something to let people know right tell tell the con say and on top of that that hotel's getting torn down i believe in april so they were just i'm like this is a lot of important information that you guys just left out. Yep. You know what's funny too is, as a matter of fact, yeah, I think me and my brother were going to set up the table because me we went up to um we ended up going to the wrong floor. It's my fault. We went up to the seventh floor where we were staying at, and the room was already cleared out. The truck was already loaded, but I had like my podcast equipment. So we went, I was like, why the hell am I going up to the seventh floor? I meant to go to two. Uh. So, anyways, 
the elevator goes from seven and we hit two, but it goes up because you know somebody else wanted to come out. And it ended up being JV. So we're talking to him about the, that, and we're talking to him about the um the hotel shutting down. He didn't know about any of that. <laughs> I'm like, they should have yeah. told you about this stuff. Like that's kind of unprofessional. And yeah. on top of that, they like you're tearing the hotel down. They obviously don't care about a lot of stuff. That restaurant was closed. Yeah. It was it was just ridiculous. It was a great time. Like the it was, elevators went crazy. Do you remember that? Yeah, there was a fire in the air system. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, yeah, there was nobody wanted to bring food to the hotels because if you search for it, it says the place is closed. So every time somebody tried to order food, it would say it's routed on their way, and nobody would go because they thought it was a, like somebody was scamming them. Yeah. They're literally like called back. They're like, we're not going there. We know you guys are trying to f us over. And we're like, no, the place is open. Can you hear all these people? They're like, it says closed on Google. I'm like, and Google told me I could go hiking somewhere, and I almost died. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the con overall was the most fun I've ever had at a con. Absolutely. But just because Scarecon was running great, I'm not blaming. None of that was Scarecon's fault. That was oh, all. Yeah, in no. the, that was all in the venue. Yeah. But it was just like. Again, with the elevator, the funny thing about the elevator was it got stuck on the seven. It happened to get stuck on the seventh floor, one of the elevators, I yep. believe. Whatever the VIP party night, because we came up there, we see me and my brother, my wife seen it, and then later on that night we went out to get. Some, my wife fell asleep, so we went to me and my brother went to the vending machine, and the thing was still like it was open for the rest of the freaking weekend. <laughs> yeah, because I I I came back to the hotel. Somebody was like, "You got to come see this," and I was like, "What?" They're like. Okay, so you know how you were saying there was ghosts in this hotel? I'm like, yeah, they're like, could you tell them to stop fucking with the elevator? So I go, and it's like the next day at this point. And mm-hmm. I was like, I ain't going near that. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not telling them nothing. I'm not going to piss off an elevator. I, <laughs> I got to take that thing. <laughs> you know what's funny is because, like, I I think it's in my Facebook group, the Horror Research 30 group. I recorded, like, maybe 30 seconds. I forgot if the elevator's being open. I like walked up close to it, but I didn't step into it. My brother's about to step in. I was like, don't step into that. You don't know what's going to yep. happen. Yep. Well, you don't, don't know what's going to happen. And that's funny because right before that event, I had gone with someone to a local Long Island closed, abandoned, insane asylum. Mm-hmm. And there was an elevator that was broken and I had this real bad energy and the dude actually had to pull me back because it felt like something was pulling me towards it and I took a bunch of pictures and it's on my uh, my profile, my page. That's awesome. Literally, like, there's outlines of this dude's face, like, in the elevator shaft, like, amongst the shit. Meanwhile, like, the rest of them were fine and it was bad. And then when we were at the hotel, I was like, oh, no, I ain't going near the elevator. I remember that image. Mm-mm, nope, 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 nope. See? <laughs> That's Literally, good. Every time we got into the elevators, I didn't care who was in with me. I would pet the elevator and be like, I respect you. Thank <laughs> you for working. And you know what? People started doing it, too, because I'm like, did you see what happened to the other elevator? They're like, yeah. I'm like, so yep. how crazy am I in this moment? Thank you so much for not dropping. I saw that movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The elevators were half-assed. The escalator didn't work at all. Oh my god, not at all. And I was having problems because I have fibromyalgia. So trying to even get down those things was mm. awful. I was like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. Oh, and, man. and overall, I, I mean... That like, is Scarecon's fault. All of that was oh, that yeah, one freaking hotel that should have handled their shit better. And it was like a nice venue, too. Besides the yeah. garage, it was a really nice venue. Even like looking outside, it was nice. Like over the, by the water. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. With the bridge that went across. Yeah. I was like, this is yeah. awesome. It was real nice. But, I can't believe they're tearing it down. I get why. 
because there was also rats and all sorts of issues, I'm guessing. Yeah. But, <laughs> but none of that Scarecon's fault. So I felt so bad for JV. I actually gave him a hug at one point. I'm like, it's going epically. He's like, yeah. I'm like, freaking epically. Oh, hell yeah. It's it good, bro. It's good. <laughs> it's all good. Like, I wonder where they're going to do it next year in October. I don't know. I think he already has it set up. I can't remember now. Uh, I can't wait to I see know. where. Because I, I know it's not going back to the turning stone. <laughs> yeah, and... that's not happening ever again. Not for, I mean, I don't think so. Otherwise, they would have just left it there. Yeah, yeah. But I I was kind of like, I liked the venue that I was at this year, excuse me, better than I liked the uh, turning stone venue just because it was just, the way it was set up was just so nice. It was like, it was less clutter. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, the turning stone venue, I did love it, but it was less clutter. And it was cheaper to stay there. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, there was like more around it that you could even deal with and do. It wasn't yeah. like out in the middle I, of nowhere. Turning Stone, you had to stay at the Microtel to even, you know, be able to handle the cost of that thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, we stayed at uh, Super Eight, I believe. Or oh, that's a much better choice because the Microtel right next to Turning Stone does not have a kitchen. So if you forget to bring food because you're just tipsy enough that you just want to get in there, you're screwed. Yeah, this <laughs> this had like a um well that at that hotel there was like a KFC right up the street, there was a price shopper across the street. Like there's oh, a few there's a few places where you can grab food and it was just Oh man, it was it But was no good. I like staying like after doing the VIP thing this year, I liked staying like right at the hotel where everything was going down. Yeah. That was such a great great experience. And funny thing is, I know you mentioned Jason Lively earlier. He was drunk on the seventh, <laughs> the seventh floor. I know. He told me about what he was going to do outside, which is why I made sure somebody went with him when he decided to do his drunk run up and down the seventh floor. Oh, he he happened to knock <laughs> on our door, right? Yeah. And oh, I God. I had my sweatpants on because we had just like my wife was already asleep. She came up from the VIP party earlier to lay down. Yeah. So me and my brother come up, you know, change or whatever. I had my sweatpants on. I didn't have a shirt on, and he knocked on our door. And I was mm-hmm. like. Like, my brother went to the peephole and seen that it was him. And I was like, yo, I don't know what to do. Because I was drunk. I love that, dude. I was like, I want to go out there, but I was like, I don't have a shirt on. What do I do? He was like, I don't know. <laughs> so we, did, we didn't end up going out there. But I was I was talking to him. I even told my wife this. I was like, if my wife was, if she was not here, because she was probably babysitting us too, we would have probably went out there. Yeah. Ran up and down the halls drunk. Which would have been funny. But still, I was like, okay, like that. It was such an epic, fun weekend. It was one of those things where I'm so glad I was a part of it. And you just seen, oh my god, everybody was so friendly too. That was the best part of it. That's the oh, best yeah. part overall. Oh, what about all the Star Wars guys? How epic was that? <sighs> I, I, I fan geeked so hardcore when they came by. I had to have a picture with all of them. I had to hug all of them. That's awesome. I, I was, I was ridiculous. I made Derek take so many pictures. I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I need to just to hug R2-T2 right now. Like, I just couldn't handle my shit. It was amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> now, you they're going to be at the next event, I think. The, uh, I think they're going to be at it again next year, too. Oh, nice. Hopefully. Hopefully. Nice. Those guys were cool. Now, you remember you remember how the venue was kind of set up, how they had the VIP room, the VIP party downstairs in the little bar area, and then you go out in the main hall and there's all that stuff set up, like the pictures. Yeah, yeah. So me and my brother were out there taking pictures in front of stuff. And there's one picture where, like, the um, the person in the picture, like, has their hands on their hips and they look tough. So I tried to, I was drunk and tried to copy that. In my mind, it looked okay. just like the picture. But when I see the picture the next day sober, I was like, what the hell was I doing? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, uh, 
I can't wait to do it again, though. I really can't wait to do it again. Did it's you just... go into the side room where the guy had, uh, if you give a, a, a bear a beer, or if you give a bunny a bong, or is it if you give the... a beer... Yeah, that I I did. Well, I see. I seen him at last year's con too. But yeah, the books. He's awesome. His books, yeah. He's awesome, Sam. I always forget how to say his last name. Sam M something. Um, but he does. If you give a a bunny a beer, and if you give a bear, bear a bong, bong those yeah. are the books. Those books are so epic. Every time I see him, I just have to hug him. I'm like, ah, you make epic stuff. <laughs> we were all in that room together. Him, um, the three fat nerds podcast me felicia rose jason lively oh, the yeah. terror and of course crest with his walking around microphone and speaker system mm-hmm. um <laughs> that was the room to be in see i i was in the other room on the other side oh but that room was fun too you had so many people in oh there. yeah oh yeah oh, oh yeah it was it was a really good time as a matter but of fact that's the other good thing about scarecon sorry to interrupt is oh, that no, they balance good. all the rooms out very well yeah it's they not do. just like you know, this room is only celebrities and, you know, and then the rest is just everything. It's like a nice mixture so that no matter where you're going, you're enjoying it instead of like, have you ever gone to an event where the only room has like celebrities waiting for signatures and it's like an awkward, you're standing in there going, I'm not buying anything right now. I guess I should just walk out of this room. And it's like silent. I hate that. Where at at ScareCon, it's so many different mixtures that you have a vendor with a celebrity next to a podcast. Yeah. everybody's interacting so no matter what room you're either working in or you know walking around in it's balanced enough that you're having fun in the energy so true rooms. so freaking true and it was i love how again i love how they bounce it out and then just like sitting by other vendors like hey what do you do da, 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 what's going on I, I love the whole i just love the and whole you know, atmosphere I, of it you have to give it to cordelia main i'm pretty sure uh, she's the main coordinator for uh, the ScareCon floors for JV, and she sets those up so beautifully. Cordelia is such, I mean, imagine that job of making sure you're setting that up to always have the perfect flow. And she does it for other events, so she's a professional at it. That's so you awesome. got to give her. Oh, Cordelia, definitely. I'm giving you props because you always manage to Plenty make it an epic flow. Plenty of props for that. That's, I love it. I really do. And it's just, it's one of those things I can't wait to go back, and it's a con that I'm going to try to be at every single year as long as i'm able to financially of course first but as long as i'm able to be at those cons i will be at scaricon every year i'm actually again it depends on the finances and work and all that stuff but i'm actually going to try to make both of the scaricons in 2020 that's what i've been saying for sure and you know it's funny last year i was actually even in the spot that um um cassandra peterson elvira was in after she left so i had like this amazing row with billy zane and all this stuff and then you had like people making bangs and cosplayers walking around so that no matter what you're always entertained how mm-hmm. could you possibly want to miss a scarecon when it has that kind of epicness on all different levels you know so freaking true so freaking true and then again at the end of the day everybody there is so freaking friendly from the fans to the celebrities to the staff it's just it's, absolutely it's so rewarding going to something like that and people are just Everybody, I feel like everybody that goes to a horror convention is a fan of horror. Maybe not as big of a fan as others, but they like horror in one way or another. It's not one of those kinds that you're dragging your boyfriend or your girlfriend to, and they're just going just to go for brownie points. Like Exactly. I feel, you have a passion for it. Exactly. There. I feel, com- and don't get me wrong, I do enjoy Comic-Cons. I feel Comic-Cons are more like that, though, where it's either the girlfriend that's really into that or the boyfriend that's really into that, and they're kind of dragging their significant other there, and it's just like, eh. They're going the energy just... is also really chaotic and almost like buzzing of bees at a Comic Con. It's so intense. Where yeah. there's almost a calmer, happy tranquility with horror cons. Because I was at New York Comic Con one year and it was just 
Like, you just smashed into 15 people and everybody is fine with that here. What are you doing? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and then a horror con. Oh, excuse me. You go ahead. Oh, no problem. Here, let me hold the door for you. And yeah. You're like, oh, well, thank you. I think I'll tip my top hat at you. Yep, yep. <laughs> and that's you know that's what jv does he he makes sure and cultivates a a con that's like a family you know one big thing i liked about this this venue too was um i like how the panel rooms they had the three or four panel rooms how they were all separate yes because with the turning stone you had the one big panel room and then that was on the main floor and then you had like the other separate ones which i like because it's like if you want to be in a pan if you're on a panel or if you want to just watch a panel you don't have so many distractions around you. Yes, I know these panel rooms. You heard noise from the other panels, but it wasn't as bad as being on like the main floor trying to do things. It's so loud and busy out there. Like I like how it was separate like that now. Wherever they Absolutely. have it, I hope they do it like that from now on. Where it's you know, it's, and I t- you know what I mean. You can have three or four panels going on at once, and I just I, le- I really like that. And one th- one thing I would like them to do with the panels is. May, depending on how many podcasts they get there, maybe cut them down some or um, offer some panels. Like even if it's say with the podcast of like say independent horror movie. Say if your movie was coming out for the film fest, like okay, so it's gonna be your movie with the three fat nerds. You guys are gonna be you know talking about that with the three fat nerds, not necessarily reviewing the movie, but just you know getting an audience on it. And then maybe having the film session of that movie later on that weekend. That would be awesome. Yeah, I feel like that because I think people would be more entertained not that they weren't, but I feel people would be more entertained if it was something like that and help the independent people out a whole lot. And it's just like, I don't want to say that there awesome. was wasted panels, but I feel there's just certain panels that they could have kind of cut out for something else. Like we had a yeah. panel. Um, what was the panel called? Like the modern day horror movies. It was me and my brother. Only two people came to that panel. No. So we didn't even, what we did was the two people that came in there, I went to do, I forgot what I had to do. My brother, I was like, I'll be right back. My brother's in there talking with them. And I went to go do something. I came back, and he was just, he ended up pulling up a chair and just sitting down. We just sat down and talked with him for, like, the, the time of the panel, the hour for the panel or whatever. We just sat down and just talked with him the whole time. Had, wow. I, don't remember, I don't remember what we talked about. I know we had a great conversation. And, like, after <laughs> that was over, they were like, thank you so much for sitting with us and just talking with us. I was like, no problem. I was like, thank you for actually sitting, staying here and talking to us, two fools, because <laughs> nobody, That's again. Awesome. And I, I wasn't mad nobody showed up. I was like, it's okay. It's cool. We got it. Whatever. But it's... I feel, again, if there was, like, say, with your movie or any other independent horror movie that you, there's a panel for that, you know, you're with this podcast or you're with this podcast, we're going to be talking about this independent horror movie, and the person's actually here, I think that would draw more people in there. And then as far as, like, other creators, like, that people that want to be into film, they can actually come up to you guys like, hey, well, how do I start this? Or what would you recommend I do for, you know, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I really feel that would help, and I probably need to bring well. this idea to JV. Yeah, I was just going to say, you need to send this entire thing to JV because we've been giving him props throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by, no. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's, and it's not like, I'm not knocking it at all because I love the panel experience, but I just feel like it'll just make it more interactive on both ways. Like, the way, I, the way I'll do a panel, honestly, is similar to how I do my, my uh, this thing. My this thing. The podcast. <laughs> it's like a freestyle. Like, I'll go back and forth with the audience through the whole thing if they want to. Like, hey, do you guys have any questions? Is there anything you guys want to discuss in this panel? Especially if it's one of those panels where it's like um, horror podcasting 101, something like that. Like, I can yeah. do that. I can tell you about how to do a podcast in a few minutes because you can do it. You know, you don't have to get, like, the... XLR mics and the mixers and all that. You can do it from your phone if you really want to. You can get a U or you can get a USB mic, 
regular headphones and just record from that from your computer. You don't have to go all out. But I feel like a panel like that can be kind of taken out and then, again, put that indie horror thing in there. And then you can kind of mix it because, like, when I was with the um, Shoestring Budget Director... I pretty much told, like, people were like, well, what about, you know, they're asking me about the podcast and stuff. I'm like, it's kind of similar to the, in a sense of being independent. Like, I have no, I'm not on any networks or anything. So in a sense of being independent, I was like, everything's out of pocket. But I have fun doing this, and here's how you can start your own type of deal. Well, that's really good. So, yeah, I'm going to have to. uh Definitely talk to him about that. <laughs> I'm going to have to reach out to him and tell him about that. Because I feel, I just feel myself as a podcast, I'd have more fun with it. And I feel you as a creator would have a lot more fun with it. And other creators would have a lot more fun with it. With authors, all that stuff. It would just I think it would just be real fun and just And it would I think it would take pressure not yeah, take pressure off or take uh free up some people more, I should say that. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Yeah. So it's again, so like if, if we have as many panels as we had this past Scaracon and then only like three podcasts going to it, you don't have to have these three podcasts doing the whole panel. And like missing out on other things. Not that that was a bad thing. Again, panels are rewarding. You get a lot from it. But you can also have other people fill in those slots for the panels. Like I said, with the independent artists of any movies, authors, sculptors, like anything that's, as long as it's, even if they're like it just has to be horror related, that's fine. You get those people in there, get them up on the panels. That way they get a way to promote their work and, you know, talk to the, again, talk to the crowd, let the people learn stuff and still have a great time. I like that. I think they also should serve drinks. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm never going to say no to that. <laughs> I always feel, every time I'm on a panel, the only thing I wish is there was a bartender near me that could just give me another drink. <laughs> yep. You should sell drinks during the, the panels. That way we can all have a really good time. Oh, man. They probably don't want anybody getting drunk off there and falling off those little stages, though. Please. We're already drunk. <laughs> I was actually sober for those panels, but I think next time I might have to have a little drink. Just I always bring a bottle of Jack with me. <laughs> I'm always my bottle of Jack and my Dr Pepper and my ginger ale. I'm always mixing. See, I always have one with me. That's bar bar prices are cray cray. Oh my, <laughs> those bar prices are ridiculous. Let me tell you, doing this for a few years, after like the first two, I was like, okay, so standard procedure is luggage bottle of jack minimum mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's packing <laughs> oh that's that's awesome that's awesome i guess i'm gonna have to start bringing my, my favorite drink is southern comfort i love it so i guess i'm gonna have to have my 100 proof of southern comfort with me okay you just keep it under the table i'll you know i have glasses you can have one of my happy horrors or my spooky bitch glasses that's, next time yes. and you can have your drink in that because that's what i do happy horrors. that's how it Yes. That's how me and Derek, we actually started uh, drinking the same thing. It was like, oh, would you like some? Here you go. <laughs> See, that's that's awesome. That's so, yeah. that's just so... Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't. I keep saying everything's awesome, but I'm just like, it's just... It's one of those things where, as far as for the listeners, if, you've, if you're a fan of horror and you've never experienced the con and there's one coming up close to you, if you can financially afford it, go to it. You know which one's good? Nickel City Horror Con in Buffalo. I did that one. They even had me have a panel for women in horror, and I discussed the conquerors versus the victims. Mm -hmm. um, they're amazing. That's another one where um, I'm hopefully this year it will fit in the schedule because last year it was, ah, I want to be there. Because they're another one where they set up, the, the top half is all like a regular Comic-Con, and then the second half, on, like downstairs, was all horror-related. And they had panels going on, and it was just, it was really cool. And it's all, 
it's another one upstate where you know your listeners might be able to check that one out too that's awesome see again the more cons the better and actually this again this is finance is like the main thing if everything is good right at home and financially and work and if the con actually happens my brother was saying he lives out in colorado now there i don't know what colorado the Colorado's con- a great state Hello. yes it is for many oh, reasons <laughs> uh-huh i agree for many reasons hello i just i'm so happy with colorado right now go ahead me too but um <laughs> the there's a con the weekend of his birthday there's there's supposed to be a horror convention out there and i guess it's like the first one out around where he lives and i'm just like which if, one do you remember what it's called i'm not he didn't tell me i don't even think oh. he remembered what it was called if he did i don't remember i'm gonna have to look into it because that sounds worth the drive but i was like look i was like if all goes good finance you know all the importance of all goes good and the con happens i'm flying out there (laughs) i'm going because that would be awesome i i told him i was like i probably wouldn't bring the podcast just because it'd be a lot bringing my equipment and all that but i would definitely go out there bring business cards start rub some elbows and just have a great freaking time yeah yeah i think you might have to let me know what con that is because i'm pretty sure i'm driving to that one (laughs) as as soon as i know i will definitely (laughs) let you know because I'm all about that. I uh, it's actually something that saved my life. So, oh, really? Yeah, I uh, I had uh, really bad fibromyalgia and epilepsy and all sorts of stuff, and I was bedridden and my brain was turned to mush. And I was told at 26 that I wasn't going to make it to 27. And then I started taking CBD and THC and turmeric actually, and the combination rehealed my brain. And now I'm walking, talking, moving again. It's been 10 years and I don't have seizures really ever anymore. I have, I have like really awful tremors, but the CBD and everything helps keep all of it at bay. I still get pain and stuff and I still get some issues, but nothing like I used to. So it's a godsend for me. That's awesome. That's freaking beautiful right there. That's boom. That's the reason to go to cons right there. People, you heard that you meet somebody like that. Somebody awesome that overcame all that and it's just, Still fighting, having a great time, and about to make an awesome movie that I can't wait to see, and I can't wait to see the trailer. <laughs> Thank you so much, yeah. No, I, like hearing, I love hearing positive stories like that. I'm just like, oh, that's... Whether it be something like that, or say if somebody had some sort of an addiction, and then they overcame it, and this is what helped them overcome it, so this is why they do this. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, go right ahead. Keep going with that. Uh, it's funny, because I actually... The doctors got me addicted to pain medicine, so I had to withdraw off 12 different kinds of meds plus pain meds all at the same time and they said it wasn't going to let I wasn't going to live if I did that and I had to do it anyway and now I don't go near any of that stuff I don't take pain pills at all just for the sheer fact of I was lucky enough to kick the habit and I just take the you know the CBD and the THC stuff and turmeric and that's what saves me and honestly I feel I'm as far as like the CBD and THC. I'm a big, big advocate for both of those. I feel that's the best and safest route to go. Honestly, like, really is. Really, really is. Just with me, with just. I mean, I smoke for fun, yeah. But like, say if I have, say if I'm a little sore for whatever reason, that helps so much more, so much better, and you don't feel groggy from like taking. Even if it's just over the counter pills, it they kick. They take forever to kick in, and they only last for. Yeah, and they only last, and I'm already drinking alcohol, so I might as well. Yeah. Cut one of those things. <laughs> yeah, cut one of those things out. For sure, 
And it's funny because, you know, Derek has actually seen me when I didn't have anything in my system and I needed to, you know, get more where I was having full body tremors. I couldn't, you know, breathe. I, you know, and he had to like literally hold down my legs and then I was able to take a dosage and all of it stopped and I was talking and breathing again and mm-hmm. I stopped tremoring. It's almost like on a dime where the rest of it, the only reason I even almost died was because I listened to the doctors and was taking prescribed medication that they were forcing and every pill has a side effect that you take another pill for till all of a sudden you're a mush in a bed and i wasn't having it and god didn't say so so i made sure i kicked all of it and started walking again it took exactly. six months that's awesome but my brain healed i started walking again i had to relearn everything but once i was able to think breathe talk and you know walk i was like i got a purpose now and that's why i was you know i'm so gung-ho about everything i do that see i love that i love that that's that's so great to hear that's so rewarding and so great to hear. Thanks for sharing that. Really, thanks for sharing that on here. And I appreciate it. That, I don't even know. I'm like speechless <laughs> with that because it's just like, it's so true and it's so right as far as, again, back with the CBD versus pills. If you, just watching these freaking commercials, like just watching TV, watching infomercials, watching these commercials where they're talking about medication, like, okay, you got a headache. Your Take, eyes might bleed. Yeah. Your ears might, you know, drip. Your butt will leak. You yes. Know ratchet fluid <laughs> and you'll die but you yeah. won't have sniffles they'll, they'll say That's something about suicidal thoughts and all I'm like I, I, the funny thing is they'll say like it'll it might say it takes care of your headache but you might get migraines i'm like what the fuck that's worse <laughs> right exactly this will stop sniffles but you might break out in like the plague and yeah. you know and have suicidal <laughs> thoughts and have suicidal thoughts like oh i love those antidepressant medications that say but my cause suicidal thoughts bitch that's the problem why i wanted to take this in the yes that's depression. this is the this is the 100 percent reason circled right here why they want to take that why they're taking this medication and this is the reason why i shouldn't like, it's <laughs> true and it's crazy because i got diagnosed with cancer s- several times i've had sinus over ovary and uh uterine and in each case i did not do the chemo and stuff i literally did turmeric at 16 to 2000 milligrams i did thc cbd and i did an alkaline diet hardcore and it fixed my body wow. so every time i get sick and i have any kind of massive thing go on my first reaction is to start doing a hardcore alkaline diet because in 1903, a man won the Nobel Peace Prize for proving that if you make your body alkaline, it will kill even cancer cells. So now I'm a living example of it and I tell other people, I don't get any of that anymore because all the stuff I do now and it, other people are doing it now too and they've said it's worked for them. So right. it's one of those like nobody wants to believe it because we got stuck with the, you know, pharmaceutical companies trying to take our souls. Mm-hmm. And that's not cool. So that's why I'm like, listen, smoke, smoke some, you know, some vape some CBD, take some turmeric at like 2000 milligrams, make sure you have a pure alkaline to even your water has to be pH balanced over nine and you'll fix your body because your body's like a swimming pool. If you don't put chlorine in your swimming pool, you get some algae. If you don't fix your body with an alkaline diet, you get cancer in that form of algae. Mm. It's the same kind of thing. It's crazy, but it's still a truth. You hear that, people? And you get some knowledge when you come on this podcast, too. You listen to the podcast. (laughs) It's it's as funny as that seems. Like, I I mean, make a little joke, yeah, but like... A lot of episodes, people, either myself or guests, will say a gem... And one way or another, I'm just like, that's just awesome. Like, we we're just talking, joking, and laughing. Then you got that nice gem in there. So right. it's like, it's one of those things where it's like you're learning without knowing that you're learning because it's in a fun way. Yep. And I love that's it. the best way to do it. I have 
Well, I could say, yeah, I have another question for you. This is like for all the, because you're like all across the board, acting, author, director, and all this, writer. So my question for you is for somebody that wanted to do at least one of the things that you do, that's just beginning, what's like some advice you would give that person? I would say for sure, research all of it, look into it. Google has every single answer you need to know. Every library got a book on it that you can figure out. And you will have people tell you that you can't, that you're not smart enough, that you won't be able to succeed. You'll all have people not believing in you until you put your product in front of their face. And even then, they're not going to be wowed by it. But you got to remember you're doing it because your soul needs to get it out there. You have a mission and a plan inside of you that needs to come out. Otherwise, that's why you're depressed. So you're meant to make some creative thing that somebody else might not understand. It's still your creation. So if you want to direct, look into every video on YouTube that talks about directing. You want to edit, there are programs that will teach you. There is nothing you can't accomplish. Because from the moment we were born, we didn't know how to do anything. We had to learn every step of the way, quite literally. So why are we afraid to continue learning? Why? Because we might not know something. Well, mm -hmm. hell, I didn't know how to tie my shoe at one point, and now I do. And I didn't know how to edit something, and now I do. It doesn't matter as long as you keep moving forward. And like I always tell people when they want to make a book, if you wrote a page a day in, in, in a year, you got 365 pages. So if so you, every true. day you put a little towards what you want to have a dream come true, you're already further along than if you keep waiting for that spectacular moment. That's never going to happen. There's no trumpet that's going to siren. There's no fireworks that are going to go off saying, now is the time. It's got to be because you're going to push through it and not give a shit about what other people say. I had somebody once tell me there was too many words in my book. <laughs> I mean, I was still in the first draft trying to get it out there, terrified about letting my name be known even at all by people. And all of a sudden, if I listened to that, hell, I wouldn't be where I am. I looked at her and went, thank you for that. I realized I got to be careful who I'm asking for reviews and advice from because mm -hmm. no matter what you put out there, there are going to be people that can't understand it, don't uh, don't like it, are uncomfortable by it, or maybe just don't like you and don't want you to succeed because that means they didn't get as far as you have and they're going to be upset with that. Yep. Don't worry about any of that shit and keep going forward because if you're worrying about that shit, you're stuck in the shit you already are in and you don't want to be there anyway. So keep moving forward. <sighs> you got to. That was beautiful, see? And I agree with you 1 million percent. And I even look at it like I've never gotten any negative feedback as far as somebody, you know, emailing me or even leaving a comment. Or nothing negative. Like, nobody's ever said anything negative. I'm, I'm sure people have to their friends or whatever, which I don't care. Because I look at it like as far as the podcast and the YouTube channel goes, you can say Horror Search 30 sucks. But the thing is, you're saying Horror Search 30 blank. So it's like you're mentioning it, which means... Say you're talking, say say you and Derek are, I'm just using you guys as examples. Say you and Derek are talking shit about my podcast or the YouTube channel. You're still saying something about it. We're still Some, talking about you. It's still exactly. energy about you, which is fuel for you. And somebody else might hear you guys talking about it. And just because you say it sucks, let me go check this out. Oh, this is fucking awesome. This is hilarious. This is whatever the case may be. Let me tell some other people about it or vice versa. Like, I just, I kind of look at it like that. I'm like, okay. I, and I'm, I'm also the type where I'm like. Because, again, you see it on social media all the time with, like, famous people. People try to get their attention by negative comments. I'm the type, like, if somebody left me a negative comment, I'll just overlook that. And somebody's like, say there's a person right there that, hey, this was awesome what you did, blah, blah, blah. I'll reach out to that. Hey, thank you so much. I try You know, yep. this is what I do. Because a lot of times the negative comments are just trolls that just want your attention. 
no fuel, no fire. That's they, why you give them no attention. They could be, they could really be a fan, but it's like, again, this is more towards with the famous people. They could be a real big fan. Like you, they'll say something like, "You suck," blah blah blah. I hate you. You respond to that. Oh, I was just trying to get you to respond. I'm really a big. It's like you could have just said yep. something nice, but I'm I've like, I've had that. <laughs> I I haven't, but I I do I want it. I don't care. No. It's it's one of, again. It's one of those things where it's like if you feel that way, that's fine and dandy. Because I I review horror movies. I talk shit about movies that I don't like, and I also big up movies I do like. I try to find the nice. You know, I try to find the good in between and the movies that I hate. But so I can't I can't really be mad if somebody say quote unquote reviews the podcast or reviews my channel and they just don't like. That's fine. But at least have a val. I guess it's like I at least have a valid reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, this reminds me of something real quick. I'll I'll let you go right after this. Um, oh, what the hell was it? It was it was a funny funny ass meme. Was I seen it in another horror group? So I just shared a bunch of groups. It was like haunted house for rent, and it, it showed like a white family moving in the house because they knew about the haunted. House. I shared it in one of these groups. <laughs> every every group that I shared it got like a bunch of likes and all that. That's that's not the important thing. And just a bunch of laughs and you know people comment out. Yeah, that's true. Da 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 da. I got one person out there saying, that's the most racist thing I've ever seen in my life. I just laughed my ass off. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? I was like, because, you know, I have a mixed race of friends and all this. I'm like, all the white people I ask, not every single one of them, but the majority of them say they would move into this house. Or, like, the people on the comments are like, oh, yeah, I would definitely move in there. This because the yeah. rent's cheaper and this and the third. And then you have the minorities, not all. Some will say, yeah, they'll move in. They're, hell no. <laughs> I'm not going Well, the funniest there. part of that comment is if that's the most racist thing you've ever seen, you haven't been paying attention at all, and you need to wake N- the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Because that, was, that wasn't racist <laughs> at all. That was just, I mean. That's just fucking funny. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was just, I, I just like, I, and it, that, I guess that's quote unquote one of those negative things, and I just ignored it. I was like, I'm not going to even yeah. feed into this, because that's probably what that person was looking for. I'm just. What's They're the looking for a bad, negative attention, like bad little kids, and you can't give it to them. You gotta nope. ignore them. Make them stupid. And then praise the good kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you go stand in the corner and shut up. You can have some candy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But this was a fun freaking time. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I had a blast. We definitely have to do to this see again. At the next con. <laughs> yes, yes. I, that's going to be fun. I know it's a long ways away in October, but it's going to be a great freaking time. And I'll uh-huh. be at both that and. Is Scarecon like the following weekend or like the two weeks after? What's I don't know yet. They have to find out their dates. Ah, good point. I don't think they. I don't think it could be uh, solidified until they definitely are sure which hotel. Since the other one just decided to go out of business on its own. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, we definitely have to do this again, probably multiple times. I definitely, again, I'm really serious. So like when those trailers come out, shoot them my way because I definitely want to review them. And Sounds when the movies great. come out. Let me know. I definitely want to review those, and I definitely want to have you on. Like around when the trailers come out, and then I mean, obviously, anytime in between. But around when the trailers come out, and then around when the movies come out, like before and after type of thing. That sounds good. I'm down. And any other any other time you want to come on the podcast and shoot some random shit about horror or even review a movie, you know how to get in contact with me. So (laughs) absolutely. Is there anything you want to plug before you go? Um. Let me think. Oh, you know, I just figure I'll let everyone know to check out The Very Devil Herself, The Storyteller of Pain, and The Bedtime Killer are my three major horror novels. You can find all of them on Amazon. Just look me up, L-O-R-E-N-M-O-L-L-O-Y. And make sure you look for Yield the Horror Movie on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I got them all. And uh, Happy Horrors Productions. Please like all the pages because it's sad, but those numbers matter to everybody that matters. Yes, they do. 
So for sure, please like all of them, follow, share them around. And uh, let's get my name so big that we're hyping. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and happy horrors, everyone. Yes, very happy horrors. And I will just say for you, can you, um, I'll even send you a link if I have to, but the Horror Research 30 group and page, can you join and like both of those? And then with the group, anything horror related that you're a part of, share it all in there. Awesome. Absolutely. Will do. The page is the page. I try to make. I try to get as much likes because you need the likes for people to check it out. But that's more cool. for like the podcast and announcements and this and the third. But the group, same name, is for anything and everything horror related. Funny memes, your own work, anything. As long as it's horror related, it it's all goes. It all goes. Sweet. Sounds awesome. I absolutely will. And again, thank you so much again for coming on here. I had a great freaking time. I cannot wait to freaking do this again because oh my goodness. <laughs> absolutely, it's been a blast. Happy horrors, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon, too. Have a good one. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, 